Welcome to Eurocron, a podcast about people whose names you may not be familiar with now, but you will remember their stories. Hi, I'm Scott Pitney, the host for Eurocron. So, without further ado, let's jump right into our next extraordinary story. We are in Big Bend, Texas, in the town of, how do you say? Como se dice? Terlingua. Terlingua and uh, Terlingua. Gua. So we're here with our good friends, Mike and Kim Willie. Say hello, please. Hello, Mr. Pitney. Hi. <laughs> We've been good friends for a long time. Well, back to junior high. And uh, they were uh, kind, enough, kind enough to join us on the trip. They've been here before, and they're showing LaVon and I the town and the area. I've always wanted to come here. And we're here, and it's uh, kind of everything I expected. It's dry. Um, this is October, middle of October, so the weather is... Uh, it's about in the low 90s today, but it doesn't feel like it. We're sitting in the shade right now, and it feels fantastic. There's a light breeze here. LaVon's here. Hola. And um, we are outside of the Starlight Theater Restaurant and Bar, uh, waiting for them to open, which is supposed to be 5 o'clock, about a half hour from now. And we're going to try out their prickly pear margarita. That's what they're famous for. And so anyway, just wanted to give a quick intro. Um, We'll talk. Oh, yeah. I want to talk to her. Um, well, let's just talk about our day for a second. So we got up and had breakfast. Very good breakfast, by the way. Uh, eggs, scrambled sausage, and... Uh, yeah, it's like a lasso. Yeah, breakfast tacos, I guess. And we went on a little hike for about uh, a little over four miles round trip up into the... Could you say we're up in the mountains? Would you, would you say we were in the mountains, Kim? They were pretty tall. Pretty tall and pretty rugged. What what was the... What was the name of that place we went up? What, what was it? Do you, what was the name of that hill we went up? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. I, yeah, I don't know if the hill... Did it have a name? I thought it did. Well, we were by the... Um, the, the zip line. The zip line. And we're staying at the... Maverick, the Maverick RV Resort in Lajitas. Well, what is it? Lajitas Golf Resort? Mm-hmm. Part of that, you know? Yeah? And so, yeah, it was on the north side of that. Um, I don't know that it had a name. Well, we had high aspirations of uh, going to this structure that looked like, you know, it was maybe a mile away, maybe a half hour hike, and we got about halfway. Well, we were we were an hour into it and only about halfway, <laughs> half the distance, right? Yes, everything is a lot farther than it looks here. It's very interesting, very interesting uh, terrain. Yeah, and so um, we got up there and we kind of got off the track or the hiking trail, and then. Uh, did some shortcuts trying to get back and how was that kim how did you enjoy the shortcut i enjoyed it i'm glad i didn't slip or fall into a prickly pear 
Yeah, and uh, I, the only thing I was disappointed on the hike is we saw absolutely no wildlife until the very end. I saw a green beetle that I've never seen before in my life. But And then we saw these white worm-looking things, but they were all dead. But, you know, I, and well, but y'all saw a roadrunner. We did when we got back to the resort and got in the pool. Yeah. Poolside. It was very cool. Yeah, so that was cool, seeing the Roadrunner. But uh, other than that, it's, you know, no coyotes. Elementary alma mater. Yes, Ridgecrest Roadrunners. It is. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, so that was good to see something. But anyway, it was... It wasn't much. And uh, LaVon would have joined us, but she is electric scootering this one. Um, She had a little incident uh, a few weeks ago, and so she's in a boot... And? And in an electric cart. And hobbling. And hobbling. But anyway, she's been a great, a big trooper. And, yeah, even with all that, she still pitches in and helps. And... (laughs) Uh, but anyway, we finally found an activity that all, all four of us can do now, which is uh, hang out, relax, and drink. Sitting on the porch. Yeah. Sitting on the porch, waiting to drink margaritas. It's, a, it's an activity all can enjoy. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, we're going to try to talk to, to uh, some locals, hopefully, or maybe just anybody. You know how I get with this thing. I'm uh, speaking with a, an archaeologist we just met here. Uh, we're all waiting at the Star Starlight Cafe for prickly pear margaritas. And what is your name, sir? Frank Rupp. Frank, it's nice to meet you. He's from uh, North Central Colorado, and he's he's a retired. Did you say retired ar- archaeologist? I, I've been retired ten years now. So. Okay. And what what brings you to this part of the world? Well, my friend Mark here is an archaeologist here in Santa Fe, or, uh, sorry, El Paso, Mm -hmm. and uh, we've kept, uh, I hired Mark as a seasonal years and years, how many years ago? 1991, 30 30 years ago. And we've kind of kept up with one (laughs) another, and Big Ben's always been kind of on my bucket list, and with Mark being here, we've kind of been planning it off and on for a year and a half, and, and with the COVID and everything, it just kept not happening, but... I'm here, so, uh, and this is all new, new archaeology for me. What, what does that term mean, new archaeology? Uh, meaning that this is not archaeology I'm real familiar with because I've never worked in this area. Let's see. And so, what? I'm sure you did some studying up on uh, this area before you came here. What, what are you uh, looking for, expecting, or hoping to find here? Uh, number one on my list was to see a live peyote plant. I got to see one today. Really? Three, three of them, and they were about this big each. They wow. huge. That's about, what, six inches in diameter? Very big. The only place I've seen that large is down in the Barranca de Cobra in Mexico yeah. with the Tarahumara Indians, and they go south from where they live to get them. Um, and most of the ones I've seen come in kind of clumps of small ones. And, and these are more like what I had seen in Mexico, uh, individual and just very 
very large. <laughs> yeah. So, and years ago, I had heard this story that once the park kind of got open, it had a reputation for peyote. And I don't know how many years ago, but a lot of folks came up here and, and cut them down. And so they're almost rare here, and they have people studying them and, and keeping an eye on them to make sure they don't lose any more. So why do peyotes fascinate you? What What is your interest in? I, I'm a generalist, and I like cactus. Uh, as an archaeologist, it's hard, especially a field archaeologist, it's hard to maintain plants. Because you're gone. You'll be gone for 10 days. Cactus will survive. You're being gone. But I had never, and I saw other cactus here today and other plants that are new to me. Um, and just because I'd never, I'd seen dried ones, but I, I wanted to see a live plant. And it's the bucket list kind of thing. And just be down here in the Big Bend. Uh, while Mark was still here, he, he keeps looking at other jobs. So it, it's possible that he might not be here in a few years. So I've been wanting to get this done. Hey, Mark, I'm a podcast host, so Frank agreed to be on our podcast. Uh, uh, would, uh, would you like to uh, be on and talk with us a bit? Well, yeah, I can tell you some stuff. Mark can tell you a little bit more about the historic, prehistoric archaeology that's here. So, yeah, Mark could be better. Okay, maybe talk about some of the what Frank was saying, the prehistoric archaeology here in this area? Oh, yeah, prehistoric. Boy, now up the river in La Junta, where I've done a lot of work, um, La Junta de los Rios, that area up there by Presidio, I know a lot of. Because that area, in the past, we've been trying to find these Spanish missions that were abandoned in the 1500s because the Apaches were attacking. We pretty much know where they're at, and then we're working on some other stuff on where we believe that the uh, Mexican Revolution started over in that area and not down in Puebla. Okay. So we've and got some stuff on that we're going to be working on. And Presidio is about 50 miles from here? hundred? Less than a hundred? Oh well. Yeah, it's upriver. <laughs> I thought I thought a sign. We were up. We were down forty earlier today, so I was trying to remember the sign. How far it was. So uh, how long? Yeah. How long have you been in this area? Well, my job is I work for the International Boundary and Water Commission. We're under the U.S. State Department, so I manage the uh, for the IBWC as a binational commission. I manage the U.S. side where we work with Mexico in tandem as a commission. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I do the archaeology from San Diego, California, to El Paso, Texas, to Cabajal Dam, all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Wow, that's a lot of area. Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm on vacation right now, so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's taking me around and sightseeing and, and telling me the history. And of course, there's a lot of history, history here. You know, more more recent, and we saw a lot of uh, dwellings and yeah. you know, things that are broken down. But there's also some some intact structures that the Park Service has put up. And um, and today we're just down there with the park archaeologists to look at stuff but you have to remember also this all was um, cinnabar deposits where they were mining for cinnabar for mercury in the early 1900s yeah uh, we stopped at some historical spots and uh, i read some about that so i know this is a big area for mercury and and uh, what are uh, what are some how 
lot of Fort. How long have you lived in this area? Oh, I've been living in El Paso for about a decade now. Okay. So what are some, some things you can tell us about this area that kind of surprised you, maybe that you, you found that you weren't expecting, or is there anything like that? Um... Well, restrictions right now, not being able to go across the river and stuff. Okay. Because of everything. But um, not much else. It's just that, you know, you if you look at stuff, there used to be a movie ranch that was down here. And I showed Frank that, but they tore down a lot of the buildings that used to be there. Maybe a ranch. What it- well, as you're coming in just to the west of La Gita, it's about 10 miles or less. There's an area by the side of the road. It's a state park, it says. But there used to be a bunch of uh, an old church and other buildings that were all there, but they're all gone. And what it was, was if you stop at the Big Bend State Park, you'll see movie posters because they film movies down there. I think uh, Mel, excuse me, Mel Tellis and Roy Clark movie they did years ago and a bunch of others. Wow. So they filmed them down there. Okay. And people don't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. So. Yeah. How long have you been looking for this old, you said it was a... These missions? Yeah. Uh, about six years, we found uh, several of them because they put these missions in there, and we've actually, the Center for Big Bend Studies, every year they usually have a conference, and I've, I've given a speech on this or other work I'm doing down in the Hunters de la Rios area, um, and they have that information out there. So um, we're looking for that. And then, we, of course, we have markers along the river there. They're put in the early, put in, in the early 1900s. Um, took Frank out to 41 PS16, which is a prehistoric site. So we are looking at that, where we have some pottery coming up, uh, various other accoutrements and stuff, artifacts in that area. Maybe do some excavations out there in the future. Yeah. Now, one of the historical markers, or, or uh, I guess geological interest things that we read, that this was a volcanic area. This was a sea Correct. area. This used to be the Gulf of Mexico. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um. Yeah, it's volcanic. As you see, you see a lot of uh, volcanic classic stuff deposits. You see a lot of uh, igneous dikes, and there's some silt complexes, and you're mostly dikes you're seeing, and the remnants of these volcanoes around here. So there's a lot of that. Actually, there's a book uh, that just came out from Utah or Oklahoma Press about a journal from the 1850s in the Boundary Commission that was coming down the river where he's talking about the geological structures along the river. Um, I just reviewed it, so I forgot what it was, but I think it's called On the Border or something. Mm. But it's coming out uh, through Oklahoma Press now. It just got published. Appropriate name. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, then I'll start doing another book. Uh, I'll be writing about one of the boundary commissioners that came down. Um, Brown, I believe it was. Not a commissioner, but he was uh, a surveyor coming down the river in the 1800s. I'll be working on that one. Oh, right. Uh, and uh, how would we find that book? Uh, when it's another book by Orville Shelburne. That's who it is. Just came out, uh, Oklahoma Press. So that just got just got published. Okay. All so right. yeah, you can find that online. Talking about the journey. So if you're coming down the river from uh, Presidio down the river, he talks about all the stops they did in the different areas, and it's, it's an interesting book when I reviewed it. Yeah. One more time, the title. I believe it's called On the Border. It's by Orville Shelburne. Okay. It's right. Oklahoma Press. It just came out. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for the tip. Thanks for the tip. Well, we're good. Well, Frank, uh, nice talking with you guys. And, uh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, enjoy your enjoy your stay and uh, enjoy your trip. We'll be right back.
Today's episode is sponsored by Pitney Properties. Pitney Properties provides real estate services to buyers and sellers located in and around the Houston area. Having been raised in Texas, LeVon Pitney is incredibly well-versed in the area's housing market and always manages to find her clients those hidden gems that other agents tend to overlook. LeVon's relentless style and integrity allow her to hold client satisfaction at her highest priority. She works hard to make the entire home buying and selling experience as as productive and enjoyable as possible. Whether her clients are first-time buyers or seasoned investors, LeVon works tirelessly to accommodate their needs and exceed their expectations. To learn more about LeVon's real estate services, please don't hesitate to call her today at 713-805-8871. That's 713-805-8871. Or contact LeVon at sold at pitneyproperties.com. This is a continuation of the Big Ben podcast. The last time we spoke uh, was at the Starlight Lounge. We had a good time there. It wasn't the Starlight Lounge. <laughs> it was the Starlight what? Uh, it wasn't a lounge. Well, okay. The cafe? No, not a cafe. Starlight. What was it? Theater. Theater. Oh, yeah. Theater. Okay. Anyway. they have, Is that where we had the antelope? I think it was. Were yeah. Like antelope balls. Like, well, no, it was antelope with gravy and biscuits or something. Well, but it was rolled in a ball. Like oh, yeah, yeah, like a meatball. Are you okay? Right. I was kind of thinking it was kind of like alligator. <laughs> the texture of alligator, kind of the flavor of alligator. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. And it had a lot of gravy, so I couldn't tell if the kind of weird flavor was coming from the gravy or the meat. Alligator and gravy. Oh, yeah. That sounds good right now. It does. <laughs> so, anyway, we um, <clears throat> we were at the Starlight whatever. Theater, yeah. And uh, then what we did after that, so we went with the Willies. They've been to Big Ben before, and that was our first time, as we said before. And But that was my first time in Terlingua whenever... I mean, the the time before that I was there, I wanted to go to Terlingua, but we never did. But what always reminds me of Terlingua is Jerry Jeff Walker's album, Terlingua. Yeah, well. <laughs> Music brings a lot of memories. Another crappy song, Pissing in the Wind or some shit? Yeah, yes he does. He sings that song a lot. That's the Pissing in the Wind. <laughs> So, on a losing friend, making the same mistakes I said I'd never make again. Bring it out. Pissing in the wind. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. He also sang, uh, Little bird, come sit upon my windowsill. Never heard of it. Out there in the pouring rain. It's country. Yeah. Little bird, come sit upon my windowsill. 
Oh shit! I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> well, that was that was good. I was I was getting into it. And of course, wait, what's what's his what's he famous for on this one? Is it Redneck Mother? Yes. Yeah, up against the wall. Up against the wall, wall, Redneck Mother. That one. Mother who has raised a son so well. Yeah. He's thirty-four and drinking in a honky tonk, just kicking hippies' asses and raising hell. And. Welcome to the Jerry Jeff Walker podcast. <laughs> that's Terlingua, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. There was a tie to it. So we were in Terlingua. Now, before, you, when y'all had been to Big Ben before, where did you go? We stayed in the, um, what do they call that in the mountains, the basin. We stayed up in the basin, uh, camped in tents. It was overlooking the window, I believe they call that. It's a little uh, V-shaped. Well, well, when you're in the basin, it's as if you're in a volcano. And there's mountains all around you, 360 degrees. And there was one slit on the western side that people call the window. And if you're there in certain times, you can see the sunset through it and everything. And I guess it's cool, but I wasn't there then. Yeah, that was a fascinating place. So we drove out there together. And the first thing I noticed had beware of bear. So I didn't know Texas had bear, but we have bear. And then as you get up into the area, it's really a very unique area because you get inside that. And I think it's, you're right. It's four or five volcanoes. And you get inside it and then you see all these tall pines and everything. And you've been looking at desert and rock and very little green the whole time you're there. And you get in this place and you feel like you're in a whole different world. Uh, it's a very cool place. It is. <laughs> Hi, Kim. Hey. Welcome back. So what was your um, most favorite experience at Big Ben? hanging out with the Pitneys. Well, thank you. Did, did you... RV in? Yeah. Yeah. First time in an RV. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry y'all had to drive the truck, but it was nice to have the truck. It was nice, yes. Yeah. Since you don't have a tow package on the <laughs> RV. Cheap ass. Well, Yeah. Eh, I don't. I mean, okay, like, yeah. and there were some there were some astrological things going on on this trip. Remember, there was you had aliens. <laughs> yeah, there was. What's the sun with the star or something? Y'all uh, were watching it with your little star apps or your well, sky apps. Well, no, we were just looking for things. But oh. uh, but y'all did say you saw something the one evening. Uh, remember it was like the sun hadn't or had just gone down and it was still kind of daylight whatever and y'all go what was that and it was like I didn't see it but y'all did somebody did Hmm. maybe Hmm. so what all did we do we went to the starlight uh, cafe we drove into the state park we or the theater we drove into the national park so where we were, we, we were right in between the National Park and the State Park. And, uh, in Bokeas. Bokeas? Bokeas. Oh, Bokeas, yeah. The, yeah. And to me, that that was, you know, never been to Big Ben before, just kind of looking at the map. That was a good place to be because you're kind of in the middle of everything, from what I can tell. Y'all agree? Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, the 
we we should have explored the net or the state park a little more i think the uh the one little drive we took down that river road was very uh impressive i thought i really liked the terrain there yeah and you know you're you're just kind of hugging the rio grande and that was another i don't know why this is so cool to me but all the times you know growing up living in texas crossing the border over into mexico I realized, you know, I've never actually touched the water in the Rio Grande ever. And so we found a little spot. There's all these little spots you can pull off the uh, state park road and, you know, whatever, picnic or rest. But anyway, this particular spot was a campsite and went all the way down to the river and I touched the Rio Grande. And I'm thinking, then it came. Sometime, huh? Should what? We should float it sometime. Oh, yeah. That sounds safe. You can edit that. Scott, (laughs) I've been a Texan for 58 years, and I've never touched the Rio Grande, and I don't plan to. You did not touch it that day? I did not. Oh, my gosh, Mike. You may never get... We didn't have any hand sanitizer. (laughs) Well... COVID. COVID. Well, is that why you didn't touch it? Yes. So, do do y'all... Could y'all vision, like, if Trump would have been in the office for the next 30 years, the wall actually being built to that area? That would have been weird. You know... I don't think that's a high-fleeing area. High... Or is it? High-traffic area. Yeah, like... I, I probably... You know, if I were an illegal immigrant and I wanted to cross into another country, I don't know that I would do so in their state park or federal park. Because it's obvious. Kind of. Yeah. I did, that one spot we were at, you know, that you look across the river and it's, how, how, do, you, how wide do you think it was? Uh, maybe 100 yards. I don't even think it was that much, but well, I guess there was, you know, different yeah. Uh, areas. Yeah, it could be 50 to 100 yards wide. I guess my point is it, it just didn't seem like that much of a barrier. Yeah, it's the, the current was fast, but it, it seems doable. Problem. No, it's completely doable. But, you know, on the other side of the border right there is a Mexican national park also. Mm-hmm. And so you're it's it's. The whole area is really unpopulated. I mean, it's it's just vast. It's big. Everything out there will hurt you. Stickers, snakes, you know, whatever. Yeah, and it's it's pretty tough. I don't know. Well, let me ask you this: when when we went before with your sister and and the kids, we went somewhere and they rode donkeys, Boquillas. like across. Uh-huh. The they were line. they were in uh, we went to a little the town, town of Boquillas, okay. and you can cross. There is a national crossing there. I don't know because it is a, a an official crossing site. They may or may not now let you do that. Well, or, or you know, they they probably check passports and everything. Kind of a well, they just rode like ten steps on a donkey. But and that then they was got before off. I know. But that was in 1993 or four three. Five. And no. Yeah, I was pregnant with Aaron. Anyway, they you didn't have to have a passport to go to Mexico then. Now you do, and I bet you would have to show a passport to, to get cross on, to on get a freaking donkey. A donkey. Correct. Mm, that's a Actually, it's a little ferry, I think. It was a donkey. It's a little wooden ferry thing. No, we were on a donkey. You rode a donkey across the Rio Grande. It was a crick. 
It was not the. It was not the full blown Rio Grande. Yeah, that's the. That was the effing no, Rio Grande. It was a dry creek. <laughs> okay, but that was the Rio Grande. Was it a tributary of the Rio Grande, maybe, or no, the actual? Mexico. Oh, well, okay. And that would be the Rio Grande. Yeah. Yeah. There, there real... is no creeks that separate the United States and Mexico. It was a little... Shoot, there ain't no creeks that separate Mexico. And... You know, I wonder what the difference is. I mean, how, how wide does a little creek I have to get to get to be a river? Prove my story. I have pictures. Well, there you got definitions of creeks, streams, and rivers. He, we need to Google that. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying yeah, to find out. at a later date. Uh-huh. I know it's the Rio Grande River you cross. It could have been dry and, yes, looked like a creek. Okay. So would y'all ever go back to Big Bend? Yeah, when um, when your wife doesn't have a scooter and she can enjoy it. It was hard, that was hard for her. Yeah, I know. But she, she was a big trooper, but that was hard. She was a big trooper, and it was difficult, but she just doesn't want to go back there. I don't Never know. Again. Yeah. Well, that's you're pre- supposed to take us to Colorado. That's our next road trip. Oh, I'm totally fine with that. I look forward to that. But no, she nobody will be injured with a scooter. Yeah, but she she likes going places, and this is why we don't pull a car because she likes going places that she can Uber, and uh, you you can't Uber there. No, but we had fun. I mean, we we had the truck, so we went to the yeah. little theater. Yeah, we had a lovely dinner. We gym. drank some good drinks. Y'all went to that weird cemetery. Did y'all talk about that? No, let's talk about that. I didn't go in. Where was that? That was in Terlingua also. Yes. That was a ghost town in Terlingua. Right, when we were driving to the yes. Starlight Cafe. Well, we went to it afterwards because it was getting dark. Yeah. It reminded me uh, that movie, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. It reminded me of that mm-hmm. when he was running around looking for the gold. Mm-hmm. But didn't it someone didn't. say there was like a plague that took out the town and that's why they're, they're all buried like that? The Spanish flu or something happened that like took out that town? Maybe. I think LaVon knows the story. It could be. But uh, I found it it interesting. We stopped and nobody else got out, but I got out because I want to go look at some of these graves. I got out, but I didn't go into the uh, graveyard. Mike was doing all that figure and he'd report. And people would leave all of these little, uh, what would you call those things that you would leave at a gravesite? things flowers oh um sentimental tribute but there were some there were some uh kind of weird little 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 titty bears with weird looking little eyes and well like when you leave um like ancient people they have like the buddha with the incense and the food it's like it's some kind of it means something so this stuff meant something yeah, uh, spiritual. I don't know. It was kind of weird. You, I don't know what you call that stuff. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, but it was a, it was an interesting place and one of the attractions there. And uh, other than that, you know, for me, I guess the hike. I mean, that was the first thing we did. We we already talked about that, but I really, I mean, that was it. It was like, man, this how this is. The, the epitome of how rugged this place is. <laughs> that is just not, does not seem... trying to escape or trying to get somewhere else and you have to go through that terrain to do it. Do you mean like coming from another country? No, here? I mean, you could, be, you could be trying to run away from something else, you know? Yeah. And so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, 
but um the swim after the hike that pool oh yeah yeah nice and cool ladies that were giving you all kinds of information yeah i enjoy that very much because uh that hike um man that was it was hot i mean it was a dry hop it's hot it was hot in october and you know our son brandon is in a little town out in west texas right now in wink texas which is north of Big Bend. It's almost in New Mexico. It's near the New Mexico border. He goes to, uh, he's there for work, and he goes to uh, Midland on, was it Fridays? Friday nights to get Friday evenings after work to get groceries. And, you know, and right now they've been having, I think, every day since he's been there, lows in the 20s. Heisel has gotten up as high as 60. So it's not hot out west anymore, but right now. Yeah, and that's what makes Texas so unique. If anybody's listened to this podcast that's never been to Texas, the difference between the Piney Woods of East Texas, the coastline, and where we are in Del Rio, that area, which is the Edwards Plateau area, it's just amazing that you're in the same state when you see all those places i mean i know there's states with variants like that especially california you got mountains and beach and all that but it's not like texas there's just it, it's so contrasting and to be in the same state we kind of have the best of everything like florida i mean they have tropical but it's sandy beaches no mountains none of that and um Yes, we have. Oh yeah, I tell people we have have forests, we have beaches, we have mountains. You know, it snows here. It's hot hot as hell in the summertime, but yeah, there's everything in Texas. So that's why we're (coughs) we're gonna secede and be our own country. Country. Yeah, we got everything we need. We got oil, we got food, we got. Elon Musk is coming here now. Yeah. Elon Musk is here in uh, multiple capacities mm-hmm. with SpaceX and uh, Tesla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elon, yeah. Elon 2024. Yeah. So if... Um, we're not talking politics on this podcast. We're not, oh, we're not. Nope. Yeah, so if we did secede, uh, would it be a state tax then? Because we don't have that now. Well, because we'd, get, be rid our, our, we'd get rid of the IRS. We'd get rid of the IRS, so I would tax, pay state if a there's Republic no IRS. Tax. <laughs> it goes to the state. We take care of our own state, and we don't send money out to other people. The T IRS, Texas Internal Revenue Service. The TP. It's the Texas People <laughs> Fund. <laughs> Fund. <laughs> TPF. <laughs> Not the IRS, but the TPF. So I think this is a good place to um, segue into what we call at the end of our Yurkron podcast, our legacy question. So in a hundred years, somebody digs up this audio and finds a way to play it. And uh, you'd like to leave a message to them or just say something more realistic, like maybe your grandkids listen to this one day or their kids. What would you like to say to them? What would you like to have them remember you by saying what? Don't give up your guns. <laughs> Jesus, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Mike is going with don't. Mike's kind of Mike's kind of centered on things, so he didn't really mean that. No. But uh, what was it? A hundred years ago, or just a hundred years, years from now? Twenty years from Stay now. Stay true to yourself. Are we at a hundred or twenty years from Travel, now? Travel. There's a lot to see. In Don't the world. give up your guns. Get off social media. That's what I need to tell y'all. Yeah. Enjoy That's the a good moment. One. That's a good one. Why get off of social media? Because people are too fixated by it, and and it's gotten to where mainstream. Once you, they tell you what they want you to see or hear or believe and you people can't make decisions for themselves anymore people can't it's decide sad. for themselves they're brainwashed i love you liam you'll be 20 years old in seven months today if you dig up this podcast i mean in, in, in 10 oh in 20 years <laughs> i gotta do math that was a lot of math wasn't it <laughs> okay i said i wasn't gonna talk on this podcast <laughs> You did great. You did great. Well, Kim, Mike, thank you very much for being on your cron. Thank you again for your, um, you know, patience with the driving your truck. My gosh. And, uh, you know, caravanning with us to Big Ben. And, man, that was so much fun. It was fun. Thanks for I'll go us. back. Yep. I don't know if LeVon wants to or not. but no, yeah, no. Levi, yeah, she's shaking now. other adventures to go do. Yeah, we can do other stuff. And more things to podcast about. Yeah. Yeah, more things to podcast about. All right, we're like signing your, off. Like your guns. Peace out. No, stop, stop. Peace uh, out. Sad, we've lost a lot of Astros players. Kind of sad about that. Oh, we're now extending the podcast. <laughs> we just, we just, we just jumped we're from, uh, well, we're, we're talking about the Astros. Well, there's a lot of sports drama going on right now. Oh, we, we, we've become the worst sports town i mean there's nothing going on with any Martin team left but he was kind of acting like a you know spoiled oh, that probably needed to happen i mean that team was just but yeah there there's going to be a dry spill in houston sports for a while I, i'm going to make that prediction on january 23rd 2021 betting on it right now <laughs> <laughs> and then the the astros have been leaving they're getting other contracts because we can't keep them no one wants to be on the cheater. although you said brantley staying brantley staying that's good. Yeah, he just signed. Yeah. And then got, uh, there's the Texans. Altuve staying We here? have Altuve. Okay, that's good enough. We have Yuli. Love Yuli. Yeah. Um, Texans. What the hell? Yeah. Is it the coach problem? The manager problem? Yeah. Well, we don't really have a coach. I mean, we have a temporary coach, but yeah, it's... Uh, but they're pursuit of a new one. Yeah. It's upper management. And everybody hates the new general manager. Yeah. Well, we lost our owner, so you know it's going to go go through. I mean, the son owns it I now, but it's that. it's going to be a cultural it's gone change. Downhill since he passed away. Yeah. Well, look look at the Rockets when it had a new owner. It's just it takes on a you know it has to, to the culture has to develop, in my opinion. I mean, it all starts at the top. It really does. So here we are. We're you know we suck, and there's a lot of turmoil. So we're going to have to start over from the bottom, and build up, and it's like this. Roller coaster. Yeah. So, maybe maybe we'll take up another hobby besides sports for the next few years in Houston. My foot's going to sleep. <laughs> hey, you should watch golf. You know. Oh. Just, I don't think so. Oh. All right. Well, just throwing it out curling. there. I like curling. All right, we're out of here. Good night. <laughs>
Hey everyone, Scott here to let you know about a special promotion we're having at Your Cron. We are looking for companies that would like to advertise on our podcast. So we are offering advertising space at $25 per podcast. That's only 25 bucks to have your business on a podcast episode. That means every time the episode is played, people are going to hear about your business. And your commercial stays on that podcast forever. So that's a great deal, right? So if you're interested, email me, scott at yourcron.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at Y-O-U-R-C-H-R-O-N.com. Scott at yourcron.com. I would love to hear from you. Bye.